Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Can you tell me what day it is? Monday. Thank God. Today is the day. Got from the comfort of your own home. Online. Online. It is Cyber Monday today. Black Friday ends. Check out Cyber Monday. One of the biggest online shopping days of the year. Wait, I thought we were buying online. Look online. Everything's online. Women be shopping. I'm buying some really dumb stuff online. Happy Cyber Monday. Let's start the show. Yeah. Nah. Happy Cyber Monday, Cyber Shoppers. I haven't purchased anything yet, which is on for me on a Cyber Monday, but I will say... The deals were already out there. Yeah. Like, And they said right on it, Cyber Monday, this is going to be the deal. So I jumped on a couple of them yesterday. It was like a Cyber Monday on a Sunday for me. And I I, 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 I hate to say, I think I completed my Christmas shopping. I think I'm done now. I was just waiting for it this weekend. And I'm done. You're a bitch. Well, I, I mean, just, you could do it. Well, I, you, do, you, do, you, do what, you do whatever you want. And for you, that December 23rd... Anxiety driven, gotta go buy everything. If that works for you, for some people, it truly does work, and it does work for you. You've managed to get it done year after year, haven't you? I would just, but well, yeah, and I mean, it's not that I don't want to do my shopping now, it's just that we're almost at year end. And just like the stores go through their Black Friday deal, I too have gone through a Black month myself. So I am waiting for the December paycheck to come in, but they yeah. always fuck you by doing Cyber Monday and Black Friday in November. Why can't they wait until after the 1st of December when people have got that 12th month paycheck, which is usually the one allocated to shopping? Do what I do and put it all on your credit card until your money comes in. Mine's a treasure. You should see my credit card right now. But it's then not I got to pay off the credit card and I don't want to do that either. Well, either way, you're spending the money. At least that's the way you get points. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's too. what I convinced. That's how I convinced. See how I see how I do that. Yeah. It's points, Scott. You talked yourself into it. <laughs> Atta girl. Uh, Cyber Monday's great. The only thing that pisses me off is. I booked a flight last week, and it was with Swoop. So I booked this flight, and it's to bring my daughter home for Christmas. And she's excited. Mm-hmm. I got her, like, the stereotypical perfect Christmas. If it snows, she's going to have a Hallmark movie Christmas because she's flying back mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, she returns it's going to be magical when you're flying home to spend the holidays with your folks. It is right out of a movie. Unfortunately, they said they were having their Cyber Week sale early. Well, since then, they've released like eight different promo codes to get 30% off. So I think I got screwed by taking advantage of their early sale. That's what you always wonder, right? I um, That's the good part about getting do- shopping done earlier. I did that. I got most of my stuff done. And then I looked around on Friday. I actually did go out on Friday and I saw a bunch of shit on Black Friday sale. And I'm like, oh, I was a sucker. I paid double the price for some of these things, particularly like kids toys and stuff like that. I'm like, why, why, why did I do that? But you know what? Whatever. Just so you know, we are standing by to take a live news conference from Dr. Kieran Moore. Oh, hang on. Here's Ontario's chief medical officer of health to talk about the Omicron variant. Dr. Moore, just let me know when you're... Hey, I don't think we've ever taken Get your mic on. Get your mic on. A live news conference. This is great. Go ahead, Dr. Moore. You're on. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. We're going to get started now. We have Dr. Moore here today, so I'll turn it over to him for some brief remarks. Good morning, everyone. Yesterday, it was announced that Ontario has confirmed two cases of the Omicron variant of COVID-19. Both cases were reported in individuals in Ottawa with recent travel from Nigeria. 
Ottawa Public Health is working diligently on conducting case and contact management, and both individuals are in isolation. I want to reassure Ontarians that we are prepared and ready to respond to this or any other new variant. The Ontario COVID-19 Genomic Network is continuing to actively variants circulating in the province, including the Omicron variant. And it is conducting genomic sequencing on 100% of eligible COVID-19 positive samples in Ontario. We also have the infrastructure in place to manage outbreaks, including high volume capacity for testing, with 230 assessment centers and community labs Holy and fuck. over 500 pharmacies or offering testing to those who need it. In order to rapidly identify and trace and isolate COVID-19 and its variants, we have already expanded eligibility for provincially funded COVID-19 PCR testing at all testing centers to individuals who have returned from or traveled in the following locations between November 1st and December 6th, 2021. South Africa, Botswana, Lesotho, Eswatini, Mozambique, Namibia, and Zimbabwe. Asymptomatic family members <laughs> and other joke. household contacts of travelers are also eligible for testing. This list of travel locations may be updated as we learn more about the new variant and risk globally. Anyone experiencing symptoms of COVID-19, even if they are mild, is strongly recommended to get testing. Can I turn this shit off? Like, yeah. And yeah, honestly, like, come to work prepared, doctor. Just fucking come to work prepared. I'm um, sorry. That, that was Dr. Moore on the Titanic, as you could hear, yeah. uh, enjoying himself a nice dinner with Jack and, and Rose. What, did they leave one of the reporter's lines open and they were on, listening to the on-hold music? It's not like they were in an elevator. They've been doing this for almost two years. How have you guys not got it fucking figured out yet? I, I don't understand. Now, as for Dr. Moore, I have a number of questions. And, and actually, maybe I should back up a little bit. I had never heard of Omicron before this weekend. And I believe it was only really made public back on Thursday. Well, a lot's happened since Thursday. The first two known cases of Omicron are now in Ontario. Provincial Health Minister Christine Elliott says both cases were found in the Ottawa area in people who recently returned from Nigeria. She says Ottawa Public Health is conducting case and contact management. Patients are self-isolating. The federal government recently banned visitors from seven countries, but not Nigeria. Okay, listen, I, I, there's some people who heard uh, Premier Ford and Aaron O'Toole demanding on Friday that Trudeau do something and let's get proactive and, and shut the fucking door before this thing comes in. And, and they were angry that there was more restrictions being proposed. I understand that sentiment, but I respectfully disagree with you. I think it's the smart thing to do to close down the border right now to uh, people from select countries. Is that going to keep it out? No, of course it's not going to keep it out. We, we found mm -hmm. out about this thing on Thursday, which means it's probably been around for about a month at least yeah. circulating. And uh, it's already traveled around the world from Belgium yeah. to Hong Kong to South America to Canada. Yeah. It's everywhere already. Mm -hmm. So now we got to slow it down a little bit until we can figure it out. And one of the things I want to remind everybody of, because we're split again. 
You've got some people that are saying another variant. It's going to be Delta 2.0. This one's probably going to be worse than Delta because it is a variant. So we got to lock it down. Everybody in your homes for two weeks and let's flatten the curve. (laughs) More restrictions, more testing, more vaccination, more, 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 more. Screaming at the top of their lungs. And then there's other people who are like, let's calm the fuck down. Yeah. Let's calm down. And I'm on team calm the fuck down. Yeah, I concur. And I'm going to tell you why. There's been a lot of variants. Delta was a bad one. We don't know a thing about Omicron. We don't know. It seems to be fairly transmissible, fairly easily transmitted. Mm -hmm. That seems obvious. But... Is it more dangerous? Is it more likely to kill you or end up in the ICU? Does this one target kids instead of seniors? We don't know any of that. We need a little bit of time. And that's why the travel restrictions make sense right now. Slow it down. We can't keep it out. But slow it down. And and let's take our time to figure out what's going on. Even Dr. Anthony Fauci said that yesterday. We don't know. We're buying ourselves some time. Let's calm down. Yeah. And by the way, nobody should expect them to know. This is new. This is brand new. I don't, I, they, it amazes me the people who seem pissy about it. Like, how do, what do you mean they don't know? It's called a variant for a reason. It didn't. It, it, it hasn't been around for a long time. This is new and they're looking into it and that's fair. Okay. Off topic, but you know this fucking guy's still talking. Please, if you are eligible for a booster dose, <laughs> Fuck off. book your appointment today. Or we'll, we'll tap back into Dr. Moore in a minute. Um, I do want to say, though, when it comes to boosters, I get that it just got approved for kids. The the Pfizer vaccine did. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got this big push on to vaccinate kids. But then they were also saying before the kid approval came down that we all need boosters six months after our second shot. So what I would like to know is what changed about COVID? Because the last I heard, it disproportionately affects uh, some ethnic cultures and communities and seniors, older people, those at high risk with diabetes and that are overweight. Mm-hmm. So knowing what we know about COVID, and we've known that since the beginning, why wouldn't we get the boosters in people knowing that there's a dangerous variant out there that they suspect it's dangerous, pause the kids and get back to doing booster shots. They've stopped doing booster shots until the kids are done. Unless you are like the highest risk group. What about regular people in their forties and fifties? Well, a little bit overweight people in their sixties, 70s, the retirees, why aren't we rushing to get them booster shots? Because they're still the ones who are most at risk. I don't give a fuck about vaccinating kids right now, but vaccinate the most vulnerable people. And if there's some kids in that mix, by all means, sure. But we don't need to go all in 100% on this with the kids right now until we've taken care of the ones who are most at risk. They are They are getting boosters, though. Like they, my in-laws are going this weekend. If you had an appointment, yes. They won't book you an appointment right so now. So no new bookings. No new bookings for the boosters. They're waiting on the kids to be done first. They want to get the well, kids done. From a, this is political. This is political to keep the schools going? Uh, the schools are a disaster. I don't have, we've got, what is it, 16? I think they're doing okay, though. 16 schools in Ontario are closed. The whole school. Yeah. Closed yeah. because of, of COVID. Concern. Yeah. And when it comes to specific cohorts and classrooms, God only knows how many of them are closed. For them to for them to say that everything that we do when we go to the Rogers Center or or whatever, they they said it for a long time. Dining, oh, it's not safe. No, 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 no. Fuck it. We gotta punish these business owners and, and keep them shut down. It's not safe. But you can sit with twenty five people in a classroom all day. And you can have mask breaks. 
and you can interact with other cohorts. It doesn't make sense. If they want us to believe that COVID spreads in like fucking restaurants and shit and hair salons, then you better admit it spreads in schools. Yeah, for sure. But th- that's why the boosters are important for kids. I mean, or sorry, the shots are important for kids right now, I think. Well, I'm glad that they're doing it first. I think that they should get priority because I don't want to have to... No, no parent and no teacher for that matter wants to have to go back to the online learning horse shit. Nobody does. You know what, though? I don't know if it's going to make a difference. I don't know if we're going to get to, I don't know, 50% of the kids vaxxed with their first shot by the middle of December. That should be enough to stem off any future closures. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, whatever they learn about this Omicron variant is going to determine what happens. And we now know it doesn't actually matter what the risk level is. They're going to do it if the rest of the world does it. All it's going to take is one other country to say, you know what, we're going to shut down the schools and go back to distance. And we will fall all over ourselves. We will trip trying to catch up to that country because we've done that since the beginning. We've got a bunch of no minds that don't know what the fuck they're doing. They just look to other people to tell them what to do. And this is what happens. So I don't know if Omicron is dangerous. I don't know if this uh, uh, booster plan is more important or the kids' plan is more mm-hmm. important. But one thing I do know is that everybody needs to take a step back. Yeah. Calm down. Don't start panic buying for your for the lockdown that's coming over Christmas because I know that shit's coming. You don't have to do any of that. Nah, I think we're okay. I think I I feel so chill about it. I don't. It's not that I don't care. I don't want to be perceived as someone who doesn't give a shit about it. Like that. Yeah, a new variant is always. Something that pops up and you go, okay, I do want to know more about that. Please tell me more. But there's no way I'm panicked about it. Even seeing the rise in numbers. I, For me, yeah, we're all going indoors. And like you said, yes, absolutely. Kids are getting it. Cross-contaminated. I was at a birthday party last weekend. There's kids running around. See? Shit's tons of kids without masks on. Yep. But you have to understand that's part of it. And if you shut down one by one, I'm okay with that. And if it's your child's school, it sucks. Like a girlfriend of mine actually is in that scenario right now. She's online learning for the remainder of this week. She's one of the schools that are closed. Mm-hmm. You get through it and you get you move on. She's like, okay, I tested negative. Turns out a lot of us did, but we're closed just just for just in case. And then I'm back in next Monday. Fine, but I want to be in class. I want to be there. So I think that's a good way to do it. And I'm not freaking out over this thing. I'm not freaking out about it either. In fact, I wish more people would just calm down about it because I'm already seeing the people uh, demanding to shut it down before it spreads. And I get it. Nobody wants another Delta wave. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants the Omicron wave. They don't. But one of the little tidbits of advice I was given about a year and a half ago was trust the science. Follow the doctors. Trust the science. So I am trusting the science. And that's why I got vaccinated. And I'm not eligible for a booster yet because it hasn't been six months, Mm -hmm. but I do trust the science and I was told that vaccines are safe and and I took my vaccine under the full assumption that this is how we get back to normal. So for one new variant to come out, and this is the first of many, there's going to be other variants because we're far more ahead of the uh, less developed nations that don't have any vaccines. They're at like two, three, four percent vaccinated. No wonder there's variants coming out of there. For sure. So... Me being fully vaccinated, yeah, I can get away with just taking basic precautions. I'm not going to put myself in a crowded room unmasked. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. But I'll do the basics knowing I'm vaxxed and I should be good. Mm-hmm. I th- worry about my parents. You know, I mean, I, uh, I I worry about them. They should be getting booster shots. I, I don't know why we're wasting time with uh, doing the kids right now when there's seniors that are in need of these booster shots, apparently, especially with a new variant coming out. So maybe they'll rethink it. Maybe it's going to be uh, what it should have been all along. First come, first serve. 
Let's hear this fucking guy for a second. National flights potentially to one or two airports where we could have concentrated uh, testing and assessment capacity. Oh, yeah. We're going to shut down more airports? Okay. You're on. Holly, do you have a follow-up? <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute. Oh, um, yeah, I was just wondering about the travel, like, kind of targeted flight restrictions that are looking at specific countries. So, you know, now that the variant's been detected around the world, and as you said, we'll probably see more of it in Ontario, like, do you see a, a benefit from a science public health perspective to only be investigating certain countries, or is there a better way to, to handle this? Uh, I think we're learning from the epidemiology of this uh, that it is uh, this virus has been present uh, on the globe for probably many, many weeks, if not months. Uh, and it has spread to multiple locations around the globe as we're learning every minute of every hour. Uh, and it may be more prudent to broaden uh, the testing of all returning travelers uh, to ensure that they can Don't have a take-home PCR test um, to uh, get that test done and have the results tested tested for uh, these, uh, this strain in particular uh, and or uh, the Delta, which is the dominant strain here. So we're working with our federal partners on an enhanced testing strategy. Clearly that's within their domain at the federal airports for returning travelers, but that is one suggestion that we're offering to them is to expand the testing beyond those seven countries. Um, we were fortunate to pick up this, uh, the, these two cases from Nigeria, given that it was part of a, a random testing strategy, I believe. Uh, I, I would oh, I didn't know that. that. So there could actually be more than two. A larger proportion mm-hmm. of returning travelers, uh, if not targeted to regions of the globe where we're seeing uh, a higher incidence of the Omicron variant. Next question. All right. Here's a good question, though. How did it get here? We have, I'm told, very, very, very strict protocols at our airports. And to come into Canada, you need to be fully vaccinated. You get tested before you get on the plane. The whole nine yards. How did they get here with COVID? Let alone Omicron, the variant. Things slip through the cracks all the time. It doesn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if that's the way that's the way it came. And it didn't. I'd obviously didn't mutate here. But it doesn't surprise me that it just wasn't caught. And, and they're, yeah, again, yeah, it could happen. It could happen. I could see it happening. It has happened with other variants. Yeah. I it's going to continue to happen. I don't know what more we can do if you have to be fully vaccinated. You have to get tested before you come. Do we have to really go back to that? You get tested when you land? Because they're talking about big, massive halls inside Pearson and, and uh, the Montreal airport and the Calgary and Vancouver airports where everybody who lands has to go in there and get a swab. Yeah. PCR. Yeah. I just don't understand what was wrong with the system we had. Is it not effective? Because they keep telling us it's safe and effective. Well, mind you, they tell us schools are safe, too, and I don't believe that. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that if you keep doing what you what you what should be right in the social distance shit and then we should be OK. Um, they're also saying that this has been floating around since October. Right. Just because this is being caught now and proven, right, doesn't mean it wasn't here. Same thing with COVID originally, right? We all heard about it and we heard news of it early in 2020. Like, oh, it's happening. Oh, but it's happening in, wow, whatever other country. Yeah, a different country. It's not us. It's, it's fine. And that shit spreads fast. And now we're hearing that it was probably like the fall. It was here late 2019. It probably was. It's just a matter of, did that person go to the hospital? Did they look into it? If there was a bunch of mild cases, and we know there's a shit ton of mild cases of COVID-19, you wouldn't know. I think that this new variant has probably been here for way longer than just now. 
Okay, so let me ask you this then. In the last week and a half, we've seen our numbers go from like between five and 600 or between 550 and 650 cases a day to close to 1,000 is what we were getting on the weekend. Are those being driven by Omicron then? Or are these just cases, did we just get caught up on a bunch of tests? I don't know, but it seems very, very weird. And a lot of people called conspiracy theory when the numbers started rising right after it got approved for kids. Right. I'm wondering... Is it the variant that's driving it? Is there like potentially far more cases in Ontario than we think there are? Currently, we think there's two. That's a maybe, though. That's maybe. a prob- That's a maybe. That's a. I would even say like a know, probably maybe. I don't know. Well, I just don't know if we're doing something wrong, or if the system needs to be changed, or if there's just this new variant that we didn't even know about that seems to spread easier, but isn't necessarily more deadly. Because if that's the case. Well, our hospital numbers haven't changed, but we're certainly getting a lot more cases. So that's what makes me wonder. And the other thing we need to know is how effective are the vaccines against this? They won't know until they test it. And Mm -hmm. it's nice with the mRNA vaccines that they can adapt it to other variants as they come. But does that mean we're getting a fourth shot? Because if I've had my, my two shots plus my booster, which I'm allowed to get next month, and then in January they release the version with the Omicron protection... That'll be four shots in mm-hmm. four shots in eight months, I would assume. So, I mean, and it's the beginning of a virus. We're talking about the beginning of a virus that does mutate. I mean, people take their flu shot every single year. And it was totally known from the beginning that this is potentially something that we get on a yearly or a bi-yearly basis. Like, I mean, long, like long-term eventually. Long-term. It could be one of those, oh, you get COVID shot one, you get that in, you know, December. COVID shot two, you get that in May. You know, that could actually happen. And that's normal i mean i know it's our new normal <laughs> yeah. but that will be normal and that's well it's a good possibility i shouldn't say that is what's going to happen but expect it it just seems weird that in the first year i could have had four fucking needles after i went like 20 years with nothing but yeah. a tetanus shot yeah unreal welcome everybody by the way that's a badass why they gave it such a fucking kick-ass name omicron is a waste so of a cool. good word it's so cool i love it uh what happened to the greek alphabet i thought the mm. whole point of using the Greek alphabet and doing it like hurricanes. We had the Delta variant. Okay, so next should have been Echo. We talked about that on, on Friday. Well, they say that actually the next two was supposed to be new. And is it Xi or Z? Xi? Z. Z. They, they wouldn't do it. Because it conflicts with the president of China? That's his name? It's not, not necessarily. It's a very common last name. Uh, a very common name. New mm-hmm. confuses the shit out of people. And that I totally get. That'd be the new, new variant. It's the new variant. Or you'd have to say new, new variant. And it's very confusing for people. There's mm-hmm. people who can't really keep track of anything at all. Sure. So to say it's the new variant, you'd be like, what new variant? New. That's confusing. It's like, who's on first? Fuck, we'll be here all day. So I understand that. They skipped the other one to be um, politically correct. It's best, practi- best practices. I learned a little bit about this this morning. To be cultural, social, national, regional, professional, or ethnic groups. They were worried about that. So they were suggested to avoid those. So that's why they skipped ahead. Uh, I'm okay with that. Who gives a shit? What seems, is it? Who does care what's named? It's a fucking variant that we need to, that they're looking at. You know, we already know the names of every one of next year's hurricanes. Yeah, I know. I don't understand why they didn't just do that with the variant and put out the chart so it doesn't look so fucking shady. Oh, we're going to do it this way. But uh, after the very first one, we're going to change the way we do it. We should do it the way hurricanes are too. Let's have a, let's have a Elsa. Oh, the Elsa virus. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for it. It's the Scott Fox one. Watch out. That one's deadly. That one is a fun one. It'll wreak havoc on your insides. Let's start doing contests and make this a little fun, shall we? Come on. Come on, who? Name the variant. Enter here. Hear us out.
people now in the intensive care unit, sadly, that were not vaccinated for the most part, but uh, their um, recovery seems to be uh, quicker and their mortality seems to be less. So at the present volume of cases that we have, uh, I'm, uh, I would love to see them less and more people vaccinated, uh, but we're doing relatively well. We're less than the national average. We're less than most highly populated provinces. So I have to thank Ontarians for continuing to come forward to get your first, second, or third dose, to continue uh, the, the measures that you're taking oh within your social networks. Okay. And, yeah, and, I, I, I can't no anymore yeah, with him. Yeah, you know. We get it. Thanks, thank, thanks, Kieran. It's enough. You're good. Uh, did you have a good weekend? I thought you did a girls' weekend. Double back-to-back girls. Both. Same girls or different girls? Different girls. What's the difference between these girls? Are some cool and <laughs> others less cool? Not at all. It's so strange. So, I mean, we all have our groups, right? We have our groups of friends. And it's it's interesting because all of these girls that I hung out with, which is in total 10, know each other. We all went to high school together. All of us. Mm-hmm. But the one particular group of girlfriends that I have, I've known since I was five. And we call each other, we have like a, a nickname based off of the school that we went to, elementary school we went to. So we still hang out together as a group of six. And then they, we all went to the same high school together as well. And that's where I met the other three ladies that I had dinner with on Friday. So we went to dinner on Friday. And that was fun. That was nice. We were there for a long time chatting. It was good. It felt normal, which was cool. Uh, and then Saturday night, it was at my girlfriend's house. We decided instead of going to dinner, because it's very time. You're time restricted. We do like to talk a lot. We like to hang out and chill so we decided it was going to be just a chill night, show up in chill gear, apps, that kind of shit. And uh, you got messy and fun. Messy and fun? Yeah, it was messy. It was messy. I what, did somebody so get a bad. cake or what did you girls do? No, we didn't have your kind of night. I'm sure you had on Friday, which I'll ask you about, but you won't answer me. Um, but yeah, my girlfriend's, uh, my girlfriend Jen and her husband Marty, they don't have kids. So that's why it was their house, right? Uh, it just made the most sense. It's probably cool as shit too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, but I'll just say, yeah, it was. There's rule. There's not a lot of rules in that house, right? Yeah, <laughs> not I'll a bet. Lot. But I feel so bad for her husband. Her husband came home. He was out. He was out with some friends. Came home. Just wanted to pour a glass of scotch and chill in the basement. And I had a couple of girlfriends that wouldn't let, like, wouldn't let him leave. Like, oh, get over here, Marty. Get over here, Marty, and join join us. And the poor guy, because I know, because my husband would have been the same way. He's like, he's thinking like, oh, shit, I'm trapped. I, yep. In my own home. I, in my own home. Yep. I am trapped. You're going to have to pull the fire alarm, my friend. And just being asked inappropriate questions. And at that point, it was pretty sloppy. Yeah. We had a couple of incidents and some wine spillage. And Did anybody fall? Did anybody get hurt? Anybody need stitches? Nobody needed stitches, thank goodness. But there was def- falling. There was falling. There was throwing. Um, just shit, just throwing shit at people. Um, yeah, it got it got it got messy at the end. It got wild at the end. Um, See, nobody ever gets assaulted at guys' night. This is strange <laughs> that you girls do this. You've basically was, uh, kidnapped a poor man and held him against his will. Basically, forcible confinement. Yeah, there was an assault. Nearest I can tell from this, that shit doesn't happen at guys' night. We have a few no. beers and then argue about who's sober enough to drive. That's all that happens at a guys' night. Yeah, girls' night seems to hit a little different. Yeah, it gets like, and it, got, it gets really personal after you have several. In the beginning of, of us getting together, it's always like the usual, like, catch me up on your life. What's going on? A girlfriend of mine got a promotion. She's a CFO now. She's fucking bawling. I'm so happy for her. And we're, so we're like celebrating that, cheersing to that. A couple of big things happening for people. So exciting. And, uh, and then it starts to get really deep and, and sometimes a little sloppy. And that's kind of where we ended up. Yeah, it was good. 
Good times. Oh, and I, I notice I, you're not looking at me as you tell this story. Oh, you're looking not, at the desk. I got to be careful what I say. <laughs> a few teachers, a few teachers were in the mix. You know what I mean? I'm just oh. going to be good. I'm going to be a good friend. Very good. That's all you're saying? That's all I'm going to say about right. that. There was no fucking cake on Friday, by the way. We did go out for oh. a nice dinner, though. And no cake at the restaurant? Imagine that. <laughs> nope. No cake. There was no, nobody sat in anything. <sighs> just the chair. Uh-huh. We, we had a good time. But good. I was, uh, Friday, I had to rush out of here because I had to go to court. So one of the first things they tell you when you go to court is for this particular proceeding, everything remains confidential. And sealed. You're not allowed to discuss it. Me being a member of the media, I had to be like specifically centered out. Yeah, this is quiet. This is this is a personal thing. This does not get discussed. Did they specify with you what exactly you're allowed to talk about, though? I mean, you're, you went to court, you went to court or you had a court date, I should say, and you did that. How much more are you really allowed to say? Is that pretty much where it ends? Are you allowed to give any specifics at all? Well, I mean, when we get further into the process, then eventually there will be opportunities. But I mean, right now, I, I know that there's some people who are curious because so many people messaged me about divorce this weekend. Yeah. People who are either going through it, yes. went through it, or considering it's it. very relatable. You yeah. know, I mean, I think we all know the, the, what the divorce rate is. It's very relatable. And maybe you've been on one side or another side, or you need advice, or you need, or you want suggestions. I mean, are you open to that, by the way? Because you've been, you're going through quite a process. Yeah. So you, I feel like you know a lot about it. Well, th- that was the most common question that people asked me is, does it always take this long? Because as you pointed out, you didn't even have kids when we separated. <laughs> it was a while. Now you've got kids in school. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long we've been separated, yeah. but still not legally divorced yet. And, and I'm not going to go too far into it, but I will say that uh, there's certain things that are resolved and there's certain things that aren't resolved yet. And the things that aren't resolved when you can't resolve them, when there's no, uh, when negotiation has gone as far as it can go, then you call in a judge who will say, yeah, you're right or you're right. Right. And they'll make that decision. Now, that decision is still many, 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 many months away. <sighs> However, that stress that strains me to hear. Yeah, I don't like that, you know. Well, we did at least make a little bit of progress. That I don't Good. mind telling you. It was Good. a fairly quick process. It's step one in the court process, and it's just got to work its way through. So I'm, uh, I'm not sad. I'm not. You don't have to say I'm sorry to hear what you're going through because right, right. it literally the separation happened years ago. Mm-hmm. This is just finally getting closer to the mm-hmm. end. So unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. I don't know if. It, why you would want to know, but in case you're wondering, no, I'm not going to go into any specifics about it at all. Good. Just that we are going through the process yeah. and there are some uh, great lawyers who are looking after us on either side and they're going to make sure that this uh, gets done properly and fairly. And yeah. that's all we can really expect from our justice system. Yeah. Done properly and fairly. Well, that's the thing, right? And if no, if both sides don't agree, this is how it, that's how it should go, right? You shouldn't just cave to something on either side you got to make sure you go through the process, and this is exactly what the process is if you want to get divorced. Bus testing strategy for returning <laughs> oh God. He's still fucking talking. <laughs> hey, can we divorce him? Like, how does that oh, work? That'll take years, too. <laughs> hey, when COVID's over, are we going to have a conversation about what happens to all these chief medical officers? Because two things have stood out to me since the beginning of this pandemic is, number one, how many doctors are on television and radio not actually practicing medicine. It seems like there's an awful lot of them that will drop what they're doing to go live on the global news channel or on CBC. That's time that they're not treating patients of any kind. Sure. The other question is, they've been asked and even told, when 
Can we expect doctors to start seeing patients again? And when are walk-in clinics going to go back to normal where you can just walk in when you're sick? Obviously with physical distancing and wearing masks, but I'm still hearing from a hell of a lot of people that have to go to the hospital because they can't get in to see their family doctor. Mm -hmm. And frankly, there's certain things that you need to see a doctor for. You know, if it's telemedicine, we, we recently just laid off a hell of a lot of healthcare workers because they were unvaccinated. Why can't they do those virtual appointments and tell the goddamn doctors to get back to work? Why can't we tell them, yeah, it's all well and good that you got a year and a half of doing Zoom appointments, but now it's time to look in somebody's throat and actually see if they have strep and things like that. A, a mom texted us this morning on our radio show and she was at her wits end. She spent the weekend going to clinic, to clinic, to clinic, only to be turned away at all of them. Her only option to get a simple diagnosis for strep throat and a very basic antibiotic prescription was the emergency room. Yeah. We shouldn't be going to the emergency room for shit like that. We have family yeah. doctors to deal with it's, that. And it's busy there at the ERs. They're very, very busy right now for that reason. I don't understand why we haven't told these doctors. Like, you're paid pretty fucking well for what you do. We get that there was some danger and we didn't know a lot of things at first, but we know a lot more about how you can protect yourself and how your patients can be protected. Get the fuck back to work. Open your goddamn practice and start seeing patients again like you used to. Stop doing all this by Zoom and telemedicine. Yeah, I don't know a lot that are just doing Zoom. I know it's a good even split. They're still seeing children um, for the regular stuff, regular stuff, right, that they know about. Well, I mean, when we're hearing stories like uh, I tried clinic after clinic after clinic and no one would see me, that's a problem. It really is. A friend of mine actually works in a walk-in clinic, and she was telling me that they get calls because they will still see patients. Not all of them will, but certainly some do. They're getting calls from, like, cottage country people that are willing to go from huntsville to milton just to see a doctor why can you not walk into a walk-in clinic though you have to make an appointment for a walk-in clinic is that how it works a lot of clinics aren't seeing people they just plain don't take patients you can call them and arrange an appointment and the doctor will call you or they'll do zoom and from there they might decide they'll invite you to come in or they'll just direct you right to the Hmm. hospital you wonder why the hospitals aren't like i mean maybe they are getting pissed and i just i'm not reading about it or hearing about it Yeah, I'm hearing it fairly regularly that there's still way too many doctors that won't see patients in person unless it's an absolute emergency. Which may or may not be their choice, though. Keep in mind, unless they do run their own practice and it is their call, I don't, they could be told, they're probably told this is the way it's going to go. Well, you know, I mean, I'm thinking about these ER doctors and nurses and they're seeing people in person. And then I think about all these people at like Life Labs and and all the people that work in the offshoot uh, industries associated with healthcare, sure. like labs and things like that, x-rays, they're all seeing patients. I don't understand why there's family doctors that would honestly look one of their patients in the eye or tell them on the phone, eh, yeah, it's probably this. I can write you up a script and email it to you. Right. No, well, see them. Y- yeah, you better hope that they have their best judgment and they should have their best judgment. If you call someone and you say, hey, look, here's the issue, a good doctor should be able to tell you, I need to see you. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. I need to see you now. Or this, this, I've seen this before. This is exactly what it is. I'm going to, I'm going to send you over the script right now. Go pick up X medication. Take that twice a day. You're going to be okay. I did- and, and there might be truth to that, by the way. They might, exa- they, there's a lot of doctors that do know just by talking to you or by looking through Zoom at whatever the fuck you're looking at through mm-hmm. Zoom, which must be interesting sometimes. I trust that they know what they're doing. There's some shitty doctors out there for sure, but there are some good ones too. Well, I kind of wish that we could reach a happy medium because it used to be you had to go in and see them and it was a waste of time typically your first visit. You'd go in with whatever ailment brought you in. What do they do? 
They send you for tests and then they say, come back. If I could avoid that, if I could just get on the phone with the doctor and say, uh, I've got this, 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 and this. And he says, you know what? We're going to order some blood work and I want you to get an x-ray. Come see me when the results are in. That would be great. If I could do one trip instead of three, including the, the tests, then that would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Just send me the referral. I'll take it over to the lab. I'll come see you when the results are in. That would be awesome. If we could do that, it'd be great. But now, what, we just phoning it in? Are we doing Zoom? I, I, I personally, I'm not a big fan of it. I think there's certain scenarios where you might need to see a doctor. And I really, really wish that the doctors who are uh, claiming to be family doctors would start seeing families again on a regular basis. It, it's, I just don't understand it. Uh, Today, our friends in British Columbia are being warned about the third in a series of storms that's going to make landfall. Haven't they had enough? Like, this is unbelievable. Not that it's anyone's choice, my God, but come on. This one is a weird storm because it's going to come onshore and it's going to bring like a storm surge, kind of like a hurricane does. So it's going to come onshore on the northern part of Vancouver Island. Then it's going to hook south and go right back down into the interior. Mm. It's going to hit the area that's already been shit on three times. So now they say they're ready, willing, and prepared to use the National Emergency Alert System should the storm pose a risk to life and safety. Environment and Climate Change Canada says there is still some uncertainty at this stage. Meteorologists hope the impact remains as low as possible. They're urging maximum caution, vigilance, and readiness. Yeah, I don't know what else they could do, but this is Canada. We're a G7 country, and and we've got people that have literally been killed Buried under mudslides. We have got the army there sandbagging. Like, this isn't something we're used to seeing in Canada. Usually mm-hmm. things are fairly tickety-boo and just goes along. This is a catastrophe, and I feel like maybe it's Omicron, maybe it's the time of year, Christmas, Cyber Monday, Black Friday. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be the national news that you would expect it would be. These are fellow Canadians that are homeless Animals that are being killed and drowning in their own barns. I know. It's horrible. And, you know, tomorrow, we'll chat on it a bit more tomorrow, but tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. It's a good reminder that the Canadian Red Cross does excellent work. Mm -hmm. I would strongly suggest if you are lucky enough, blessed enough, if you will, to have a little bit of extra cash to kick in, that's the place that I'm going to do it because they could use it. Uh, The people of BC could use it. And we're thinking about everybody there. Last but certainly not least, there's two types of people in the world. Fun, smart, well-educated people and those who don't like Justin Bieber. And if you're one of those... (laughs) Listen, we've been on a roller coaster over the years with Justin, especially if you've been listening since day one. If you're right back to the baby days, instant star, he was huge, uh, worldwide, people love Justin Bieber. Then he went through some shit where he like left his monkey in Germany and... and (laughs) The Selena Gomez nonsense and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, oh, here we go. Another pop star. But then he got himself back on track and he really started going in a great direction and he focused his music. He wasn't a little bit of this and a little bit of that. There's now a Justin Bieber sound. I happen to really like that sound and I happen to really like Justin. So today when the Tim Beeb shit rolls out at Tim Hortons, I was there at four o'clock this morning and I got the beanie. Same here. Same here. You bought one too. Yes, I did. This podcast has invested $60 into Tim Hortons yeah, and Justin Bieber today. Yeah, we did. Well, 62 with my coffee, but yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how many people looked at the picture of us wearing the Tim Beeb shit and shit on that. Oh, you know what, though? Why would you pay $30 for a hat? 
I don't know. Why the fuck did you pay 40 for one at Roots? <laughs> no, this is not a bad deal. I can't believe the amount of the amount of hate. And and I go back to if you don't like something, don't fucking do it. Yeah. I don't understand why they hate. There's there's people who work there that are like, I'm so angry at it. Damn Tim Hortons. Uh oh. Uh, okay. Well, why? Then just don't just don't take part in it. Don't purchase it. That's okay. That's not. You don't have to. You know. It, it. People are like, oh, if I I can't I can't say it out loud. Or I don't like them. I get kicked out of the country. You could say whatever you want. Just or or just don't don't buy it. It's fine. That's I, totally okay. I don't like tragically hip at all, and they've still allowed me to stay, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. You do like Nickelback, though. I do love me some Nickelback. You know I do. Yeah, I mean, with the Bieber stuff, you don't have to like him. You don't have no. to like Tim Hortons. You don't have to buy this shit. You really don't. But if you do, I think it's kind of neat. I'm a guy in my 40s, and I mm-hmm. went out and bought a Justin Bieber toque today because I happen to really like the guy. Yeah, he's dropping banger after banger, too. Like, Stay is probably going to be the song of the year. I think so, too. I think so, too. I love that song. And his new one, Ghost. Oh, if you haven't seen the music video for Ghost, get ready to cry. It's great. Somebody from Tim Hortons texted our radio show today and was complaining about the Tim Beeb shit. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I, I get that maybe you just work there because it's a job, but you don't like Tim Hortons and you hate that you have to wear a, a Justin Bieber fanny pack or or push this merchandise on people. Although it doesn't seem like a nobody's very aggressive pu- push. Nobody's pushy. I didn't find a push. I had to ask. I asked. Nobody pushed it on me. There's a little like ad up on when you order your drive through You see a little ad that pops up. But it's like anything else. It's like I'm not going to order the fucking farmer's breakfast wrap just because I see a picture of it. I'm not right. going to be like, why do you have that? That's too many calories. <laughs> just don't fucking get it if you don't want it. Exactly. Well, one of the Tim's employees was, was complaining that they got to do this. And I thought to myself... You know, Tim's has fucked you guys over the years. They really have. You used to just pour coffee and hand people a donut. That was life at Tim Hortons. Then they introduced bagels, and you were fucking toasting shit and putting cream cheese everywhere. Then they introduced sandwiches, and then they introduced- Literally everywhere. Yeah, and then they introduced the soup, and they added the chili, and they added this and that, but now you're making like fucking artisan Italian sandwiches. Be happy with the Bieber shit. You don't have to do a thing. You hand somebody the hat and take $20 or $30 from them. Nobody's going to ask you to double toast it. It's all good, man. Just throw them the bag. Yeah, that's all you have to do. Oh, you'd like a toque? Here you go. Boom. That'll be $29.99. Transition done or transaction is done. Why get so worked up about something that's not any more work for you? If they'd rolled out a Tim Hortons, Justin Bieber, I don't know, fucking breakfast combo that requires like marshmallows or something to be inserted into a wrap. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you for being mad because they're just making work for you. This is easy. Yeah, this is easy. And it's good for the company. You should be happy that your company is doing well. And I know people can shit on whatever they want to. If you want to shit on Tim Hortons, if you want to shit on whatever company because you feel that they've done a Canadian Canadians wrong or Canada wrong in one way or another, that's all well and good. But they're they're doing well right now with this. This is helping them. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. They're a business too. They want to make money. And if they do well, they can continue to employ a shit ton of people here. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Hey, listen, if they want to raise millions of dollars in a one month promotion, and because of that, they don't have to raise coffee prices with inflation going the way it is, I'm good with it. You sell all the Bieber shit you want. Just mm-hmm. leave the coffee at $1.85. That's good. We're good right there. Leave it alone. I do think a price hike is coming, though. In fact, I think a lot of price Maybe. hikes are coming. Yeah, it's bad right now. Fast food and coffee chains in particular, I think that if we keep dealing with the supply chain issues we're having and the cost of food these days, 
There's no way they can't raise the prices. Yeah. And people are going to be livid when it happens, but that's just the way it's, it is. It's, it's going to be across the board, though. Sure. Gas prices are down. That's good news. 11 cents a liter. That is good news. If you're listening to Monday's episode, this one, on a Monday, today's the day to get gas. They say this is at least going to hold till tomorrow. Boy, it's amazing what happens when they release a little bit of oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserve. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden released, what was it, 50 million barrels of oil last week? Well, now we've got supply. The price goes down 11 cents overnight. Friendly reminder to Joe, the very first fucking thing you did when you became president was cancel the pipeline from Alberta. Yeah. You wouldn't have had to do that if you would have just left it alone. Mm-hmm. But nope. Cancel the pipeline and make everybody pay. Well, shit, now we got to release stuff from the strategic reserves. And that's exactly how it works. You guys could have had all the oil you wanted. Ethically, was it ethically clean sourced oil from Alberta? Is that what they call it? I don't know any oil that's clean. I don't know clean, anything about oil. I just know what the prices are, and I like to see them down. You, don't you have family in Edmonton? I thought that was part of what they you guys talked about no. when they come over. <laughs> that's the literally all we talk about is gasoline, guys. It's crazy. It's a crazy time in our house. No, what, I don't what did know. you talk about a girls' night then? I, I don't know a fucking thing about it. I'm not going to pretend to know. All I know is I like seeing the prices down, and I'm good with it. Whatever they got to fucking pull, got to pull some shoot to do it. Fucking pull it. Let's go. I can't believe you had girls' night and didn't talk about petroleum. <laughs> what the fuck? You guys, girls aren't doing it right. Fuck. <laughs> guys, have a great day. We will catch you right back here tomorrow. House of Gucci, starring Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, finally hit theaters. Yep. Tickets to House of Gucci are $18, but if you go to Times Square, you can find a knockoff for $10. <laughs> get this actor, uh, Steve Burton, was fired from the soap opera General Hospital because he refused to get vaccinated. They kept showing him evidence the vaccine was safe, but he had amnesia. (laughs) When he found out he was fired, Burton went up to the producer, threw a drink in his face, slapped him and yelled, I'll always love you, then stormed out. Actor Matthew McConaughey discussed his possible campaign for governor of Texas in a new interview with The Hollywood Reporter, which is smart because Texans famously get all their news from The Hollywood Reporter. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.